Well, back again. I bet you thought we wouldn't hit the schedule this time, but no, we're here. We're 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 in it. Um, it's Trent. I am here for another episode of Salad. I'm joined by Zach and Cole. I almost said Trent and Cole. That'd be yeah. weird. Hey there. Um, I have a question for both of you. How how do you eat salad out of a fishbowl? <laughs> it's uh, usually very soggy. I imagine. <laughs> Uh, you really got to make a smart choice on the dressing. That's true. Uh, Do you add the water before or after the salad? Are we talking like a cereal situation here? Oh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, do tomatoes float? That's uh... Uh, we're going to find out, I suppose. <laughs> the reason we are is um, very grateful and thankful to Fishbowl. Uh, shout out to them. We've talked about them before. We've read a couple of their posts before. They're essentially almost like a Reddit for uh, businesses, a Reddit for businesses. And um, they have different threads or bowls, as they call them, for uh, your business, your industry, different topics inside of it. And um we recently got the surprise of being tagged on Twitter and Instagram, uh, which if you're not following us on Twitter and Instagram, it's at salad underscore podcast. Check us out. Uh, but they tagged us uh, as one of their eight um, top community um, voted uh, advertising podcasts in the industry, which is pretty cool. I mean, you know, glad to see the fans came through for us. Uh, so if you're listening, you you voted. Thank you. Or commented. Thank you. Um, yeah, we're up there with Ad Age, Aaron Starkman's um it's only fucking advertising podcasts. We've got Rob Schwartz of Shiat Day's podcast. And uh, it, it's pretty sweet. Uh, so it was kind of a cool thing to see. So thank you, guys. We're, uh, I, I was going to say, did they, uh, did they listen to us? I mean, to put us in that company? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it may have been a mistake, but uh, we're going to run with it. <laughs> oh, definitely running with it. <laughs> Take this thing all the way to the top. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is our first ranking, technically. So, other than like obviously like our parents' rankings of their favorite podcasts, which yeah. will always be number one. I, I hope. think this exactly. might be the only podcast my parents have ever listened to. So, <laughs> same. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm right there with you guys. If they've listened to it, I know they've they've said they've said things about it. So, I, if they've listened, I'm sure they've at least like hit play and listened to the little like sample. Yeah, I was told my parents were listening to it in the car. They're like, they're driving my niece, who I think is just turned three. They're like, oh, let's let's drive while we got her in the car. We can listen to Trent. She'll get to hear his voice because he's not here. Apparently, it was one of the episodes where I opened up with just a straight up like f bomb or something. Nice, <laughs> it was like perfect. Even from afar, I'm training my niece well. <laughs> and tell him to look for that uh, explicit tag. We'll do it. We'll do a kids episode or something. You know. <laughs> well funny that you say that because this leads to my next thing um youtube um we are now on youtube um check us out i wish i could give you a link but just full transparency because the youtube channel is new we need to hit 100 subs before we can have a custom link so go spam it i'll have a link in the description of what you're listening to right now or you can search salad the advertising podcast right now there's no video on there uh, we are working on getting video up there so if you want to see our lovely faces um we will do that. And at 100 subs, we will do a face reveal of Zach because I'm realizing that you guys have yet to see what he looks like. We have no photos of him. That's scary. <laughs> um, so it'll be good. It'll be exciting. If you want to see that, check that link out. Give us a sub. And uh, yeah. All right. Let's get into it. We're going to be talking about 
uh, Apple's latest underdogs uh, long form video. I don't even know what to call it. It's a film. It's an ad. It's uh, a comedy routine. It's scarily real all at once. Um, but it's fantastic. If you haven't seen the first one, it was a group of characters in a workplace setting. It kind of felt like part office, part office space, part Parks and Rec, part any like kind of like office sitcom movie that you could see that's a comedy. Where it's just a host of likable characters um, that are all scrambling to meet a deadline and they're using Apple products to help them get there. And it's kind of like these are the people that are like having to deal with the crazy boss at work and the crazy deadlines. So they released a new one about a year later uh, in the work from home setting. Um, and it's kind of cool because there's occasionally a couple scenes where you're seeing like actual camera pans in the house. But for the most part, it's all filmed from the perspective of like a FaceTime camera. And they do a good job of showing off the product. You get to see them using it in a bunch of different ways. But meanwhile, you've got kids running around in the background of one guy. One guy stands up to yell at his kids and he has only boxers on. It's like, whoa. Um, there's another guy who's just like falling asleep on the FaceTime, FaceTime uh, chat you know, trying to figure out this idea and they're working to build a box essentially. And they find out that it was supposed to be due on Monday and they had a whole week, but now it got moved up to Friday and their budget got halved. Um, and you're like, how are they going to figure it out? Meanwhile, their boss is like yelling at them and then they're having to deal with this really douchey guy from finance. Um, this is pretty funny and pretty like relatable, I think, to a lot of people as they're working from home and the madness that it can be. <laughs> but I found it really endearing and a good use of product. And if we want to talk about building a brand and creating content that your consumers can relate to, can find enjoyment from, and then also fit in product benefits. I think they did a really good job of doing it. So I believe it was Apple's in-house creative team um, done in part with production from Smuggler. I think Mark Malloy was involved. Um, Zach, uh, I want to pass it over to you, hear your thoughts. And uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into this, you too. Um, this is one of those spots. Let me see. Hold on. I want to, I want to flip over uh to see how long it was it looks like it, it was a few minutes almost long seven, it, almost seven it was like minutes. almost seven yeah. minutes right yeah it's like a short um, film practically yeah it's yeah. a short film practically and it's it, and it's one of those pieces that you watch and it it goes out it, like it, you're done with it and you're like this ended already like i just watched this for seven minutes you know it just it flows so well and it's just such a nice piece of storytelling in that sense that like you know has a you you just get so roped into it because of the the drama and it, you know it's got tension they're trying to meet this deadline so you're excited and you're like are they going to get there and there's just it has everything that you would want from just a, a short little film in that sense where like the entire thing is just a really nice entertaining fun relatable piece of content to watch that that is is so relevant right now um and also like you said Trent does such a good job of of showcasing how apple products help you get through that you know what i mean which is the point of this and that's the same thing they did with the last underdog spot is is the people are pitted up against a seemingly impossible deadline seemingly impossible task and apple helps them do it yeah and, and you know sorry spoiler alert they do it um they finish <laughs> if you haven't seen it that's what happens at the end Zach, that's the, that's the whole spoiler point pack of this the, episode of the advertisement or, or short film, whichever you want to call it, is that Apple products help you get there. And in, in regardless of how extreme, whatever the circumstances, um, you know, whatever you're up against at any time of the day with impossible budgets, blah, 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 blah. The list goes on and on. We can relate to that in so many ways. A lot of us, uh, 
with Apple, you can get it done. And that's pretty much the main message. So not only is it entertaining, it's a really fun spot to look through. It's a really fun spot to to just sit back and enjoy for seven minutes that feel like 30 seconds uh, and also does a really great job of, of demonstrating how useful their products are. Totally. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. What are you thinking, Cole? Yeah, I think I think this is one of the first uh, ads, you know, definitely first like long form ads to like really capture kind of the feeling of working from home because I think that what I really like about it is the way that it like portrays um, time passing. Yeah. Like, I feel like one of the weirdest things about quarantine and about us locking down is that time like simultaneously will move so slow and so fast at the same time, you know, where it's like, you know, a day can feel like forever, but at the same time, like, oh, it's, it's already Thursday. Like, I feel like that, that still is <laughs> happening to me a lot. Um, and it, and it really shows you, uh, one of my favorite quotes I think was, uh, quarantine really shows you how same every day is. <laughs> and I think that's really kind of true. Um, but at the same time we have, you know, maybe a shorter deadline, we have more work, we have, you know, all the added challenges of working from home, um, you know, added on to, um, you know, our deadlines and whatnot. And I think that there's, you know, there's obviously there's been a, a lot of um, much needed attention on, you know, the frontline workers and the people that are really out there, um, you know, really risking their lives during the pandemic as well. But I think that this kind of this Apple ad is kind of summarized in a good way, kind of the other half of, you know, people that have now transitioned to working from home. Um, this is kind of what our lives are like. Um, and I think, I think it can definitely relate to it um, in some pretty powerful ways as well. So yeah. And, and you a, touched on the, Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was solid, solid. <laughs> 8.5 out of 10 solid. No, <laughs> would, would watch again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I see we're changing the, uh, the ranking on salad here. We were salad leaves and so now we're numbers, but I, I like it. Um, the, 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 you talked about the passage of time, which reminded me that they did, they had a really cool creative mechanic for that. Um, that just, again, continue to make everything feel integrated into the, the product world of Apple. Um, end of the day, going to the next one, it would keep going black screen with the new day popping up at the bottom of the screen in the form of the calendar app on your phone. So you see the little rounded square pop up. It's the familiar Apple calendar and it's got the new date on it. And it was like, it was kind of a cool thing. And it did a good job of keeping pace with the film too, because you have like the slow moments where they're like, ah, oh, what are we going to do? They're tired out. You know, it's kind of montages between all of them trying to like go to bed or put shoes on, stuff like that. And then you have like the quick cuts of them, like trying to talk and figure out and brainstorm. And then having the consistent black screen pause, calendar pop up, transition to the next day did a good job of keeping the pace of the film i felt like too and it was kind of a cool little way to to include the product in there definitely and i think that's what made it so easy to watch in the way that it just kind of like flowed and this in like what you were saying zach and how it just kind of like happened in front of you you know yeah it didn't yeah, feel like didn't a feel seven like minute film you didn't feel like you were getting preached to, you know, it didn't feel like it was trying to tell you anything. And then, and, and Apple's been doing this in a lot of their spots recently um, in a lot of their campaigns, you know, when they're just showcasing the, the product benefit, they do such a good job of showcasing the benefit of all their products. And, and the, as a result, it never feels like 
it's trying to tell you go buy this or you know you want this because xyz it's it it just shows you how useful it can be leading with a storyline in which it can be extremely useful you know and so that that always just it it it, it makes it so much easier it's so disarming cuz you don't necessarily f- think of it as an ad it makes it so much easier to get into the story and the characters because that's the focus the the product isn't the focus the product just falls naturally into their timeline into their everyday life but you're really you're really watching the story you're really watching the story of this team unfold and you're relating to that and the apple products just happen to be the thing that helped them reach their goal and so by staging it that way it just completely it feels so much different from other ads or just an ad in general in a lot of senses because the product isn't quite as in your face. Apple has the luxury of doing that because they're so well known and because you know they have so many products that can fit into this ecosystem. Like that's not a luxury every brand or every product has. Apple is very fortunate that they're able to do that. Yeah. And it's interesting too. I mean, just comparing it with other tech like almost lifestyle brands in a way right now during quarantine is I'm thinking like like Windows Teams, right? The way they advertise their Teams product. Because in a way, this is like, obviously it's advertising the products, but in a weird way too, it is it is showing like that Apple has the software to promote work from home as well. You know, you've got people doing voice memos through the texting app. You've got people doing FaceTime on their computers. And it's kind of interesting, like I compare with like the Microsoft Teams ads that have been going around since the start of quarantine, where it's just four people in the webcam boxes, screen recording what it looks like on Teams. And, um, you know, they're talking about how they've used it, but in, in to be able to do an actual shoot, and granted, at the start of uh, COVID, you know, that's probably all Microsoft could have done because of, you know, they're not being allowed to be any productions. But, um, you know, I think they've done a good job here of taking what could have been a very boring, like, hey, let's just show product to your point and, and being able to make it live action, which is a lot of work right now, hats off to them because like having been in some of the meetings where we talk about what it requires, it's like, it's a lot of liability for the client. There's a lot of liability for the agency. It's a lot of work to figure it out. The production timelines take a lot longer than usual. So it it was probably a little bit of like some work from home hell for all the people setting it up to, but it, it pulled off nicely. And I think it's just cool to show like, you don't need to do just like a tutorial in the sense of a tutorial. Like you can Get people to, people are smart enough to understand the benefit of products if you show it to them in an interesting, entertaining way that isn't very overt. And one, it helps that's Apple to your point, Zach. But two, I think it just shows that if you can create a good narrative, um, people will be able to follow it, which is kind of cool. It's uh, almost like brand storytelling. <laughs> oh, what's what's that? Interesting. <laughs> I only operate through programmatic uh, social and digital oh. ads, Colt, because that brings the most. Oh, don't forget line. addressable TV. That's not a bad one to throw in there. <laughs> TV, I've heard it's pretty bad because you can't track anything. <laughs> I'm just, sorry, we're reverting back to some past clients. Um, yeah, it's um, it's a good run, and I think not everyone has felt this way, which is something I want to kind of transition to and ask both of you about. Um, I saw this on LinkedIn. Um, I don't want to at anyone or say who, because I think it's just important to talk about it. But there was a 
a strategy person at a pretty major global agency that penned a medium article about this ad. Um, and I'm just curious for both of your thoughts on it. I'm, I'm going to read just a couple call, call out points. She starts off by saying, when I first saw this, I thought a group of comedians got together to create a dark, poignant commentary on the awful state of working from home. And I thought, wow, they really nailed it. Um, but then she realized that it was an Apple ad, a glorified product demo, and she got, quote, really mad. Um, she says, fuck you, Apple. Fuck you for exploiting the new normal to sell your products. But more importantly, fuck you for perpetuating the notion. Uh, this is going to be the explicit tag, by the way. Uh, fuck you for perpetuating the notion that the stress, anxiety, and inability to work or balance work with life that so many of us are experiencing during quarantine is just normal. Uh, and then she goes on to say that it's normal to have a boss call last minute meeting, create an insane deadline and not be available to answer questions. And then she timestamps it 31 seconds. That's normal for X minute two. She lists out a bunch of things from the spot and then says the spot is so dangerous because it is devoid of empathy or any type of acknowledgement that today's work from home culture is unhealthy, not sustainable and manipulative. It's exploitative at best, harmful at worst. Uh, work from home shouldn't have to stand for working from hell. Uh, and Apple's perpetuating this myth that it can. Um, it's a fair point to bring up. Uh, I will just start by saying I disagree with her. I understand where she's coming from. I think it work from home has sucked in a lot of ways um, because there's a difference between working remote and working from home, right? Working from home is, you know, bless my employer. I hope they don't listen to me. But I think like working from home, you, you know, you can pop on an episode of The Office and sit on your couch while you're, you know, responding to emails and keeping track of things. You know, you're 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 there you're available you can hop on calls but it's not necessarily like there are other people in the office so there's not as much of a pressure to have it all be on you whereas working remote everyone's remote everyone's away so there is no streamlined process in the office you have to keep communicating with everyone constantly to be able to be up to date you have to be constantly in everyone's inboxes everyone's messaging inboxes you have to hop on calls when you normally wouldn't because it's just easier to talk in person instead of having to try and communicate something over a you know a text and it gets really messy because there is no boundaries between work and home you can't just get in the car and head home you know what i mean and then be offline um so it's it's been really hard but i don't think that this ad is exploiting that i think at least for my opinion there's something nice about someone calling a spade a spade and just being like hey this is the environment right now it sucks but here's here's what it is and and maybe you could say they're exploiting it and making it seem normal because we have a likable cast of characters but at the same time we see the characters being tired we see that they're frustrated we see that they're annoyed at the situation i don't think it's trying to say one thing or another but i, I am curious for both of your thoughts on that point of view that we didn't have when we brought it up and i was curious if we would um because clearly you know there is a responsibility in advertising to be careful about what you're promoting and you know, work from home has been hard, but I'm curious for your thoughts on that because I didn't quite get the same feelings. Trent, I think I think that the um, the post that you were mentioning it it does bring up kind of a good point. I think in the sense that we have all kind of been quick as an industry um, to you know kind of fall in line and, and pick up you know kind of where we left off in a way, and I think that that really has had some implications on you know, the work in, in some pretty profound ways. And I think that, you know, that LinkedIn post that you were talking about, I think that that does kind of capture the frustration that people are feeling in the sense that, 
you know, this is really an unprecedented time as many times as we've heard it. And, you know, the work has not only, you know, I think it continued, but I think gotten harder in a lot of ways. Um, and I think that, you know, there's kind of an acknowledgement by, you know, by management and stuff and by, you know, leaders of companies that people are going to have to put in some extra work. And I think it can be frustrating just because, you know, it feels like work is nonstop now. Um, I think that that's probably the biggest issue, at least for um, the biggest thing that I've had to deal with, I think, is just realizing, too, that, you know, you can be hit up, you know, at times that you're not usually used to at, at work, you know, you might not be there or, um, you know, that things can kind of pop up, I think, a lot more easily. And I think that that's definitely something that's happened during quarantine in a big way. And I think that that's definitely, I think that she has a right to say that, you know, we shouldn't just blindly accept these things uh, in a big way. And I think obviously, you know, we have to find sustainable ways yeah, I mean, to right. continue to work from home. Um, you know, cause for some people, you know, some people do have kids or some people do have other obligations or things that they have to really like deal with and, and tend to. And I think that, you know, it is important to keep those things in mind. Um, and I think, you know, it is one thing that I think on, you know, that we are in a way, I think also worried about our jobs and job security and making sure that we're keeping the lights on in a big way. Um, at least for us newcomers in the industry, that's something that I know I worry about. Um, and I'm sure Trent and Zach, it's crossed your minds once or twice as well. But, um, you know, I think that we do acknowledge that though times are crazy right now and we may continue to work from home, that I think that management does need to find better long-term solutions for these problems in a lot of ways. Um, I'm just speaking, you know, generally as many people I've talked to about working from home and, and whatnot. Um, but I think that for the most part, at least from my perspective, it's been working a little bit better than that. And I wouldn't yeah. take such animosity towards Apple for doing that because also too, I kind of just turn the other side and think, well, okay, if you think that's a fuck you, then how you think, you know, how are those Amazon ads treating you? You know, at least we're not the ones having to go out and, you know, <laughs> you know, deal with people every day or, or risk, you know, getting the virus, I, which is, you know, the reality that a lot of people in this country are living in. Um, so I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's the catch 22 or the, the conflict of work from home. Like, like you feel so grateful to have a job that allows you to stay home I mean, you kind of alluded to it too. This is, I don't want this to be a hot take, but it might come across that way. But like you alluded to it earlier when you said like, obviously the people who deserve attention right now, well, there are two groups that deserve attention right now. There are the emergency workers working at hospitals, um, working in fire, you know what I mean? That are helping people out, uh, the paramedics, the EMTs, like anyone helping fight this virus they deserve to be recognized and thanked because they're doing a tremendous amount of work that unfortunately is starting to go um, uh, without some love by certain groups of the country, um, depending on sometimes your political affiliations. And then there are those who are being downtrodden, manipulated, and misused by a social system in the country that has been long overdue for change. And both of those deserve a tremendous amount of attention and respect and appreciation, not just now, but 
forever. Um, but there is this issue of those, you know, I'm taking those off the table. Those are, those are way up here. You can't see me. My hands way up in the air. There are also the work from home situation where we are incredibly thankful. People are incredibly thankful to have a job, to be able to work from home, to stay safe. But there are, it's a, so it's, it's a battle in of itself because there is, you know, like you mentioned, Cole, and like this other person mentioned, there is a, a lot of blurring of boundary lines. I'm, I'm curious from both of you when, um, oh, hold on. There's a ambulance. I live across from a hospital, coincidentally. Um, there is a, a balance here that we have to strike. And, and like, I'm curious, like when, when are both of you going back to your offices, do you think? So, yeah, so I will, uh, my, my office actually, uh, is a little bit in, in limbo currently. Um, our, our new lease will begin in October. So the earliest I'll be back in the office, um, is October, but I mean, the way things are looking now, it's, it's, it's hard to say, um, you know, where we'll be at at that time. Um, so, I mean, who knows, but I think I'm sure that there's plans, um, you know, to not even return until next year, um, if needed, um, because admittedly to my agency, especially, I mean, we, <laughs> we, we don't really have to be in the office. So, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, as you're saying. I, that's kind of the point I'm getting at. Like, I don't think I'm back until next year either. And Zach, I know it's a little bit different in Arizona right now. Curious if you're back sooner than that, but, um, I, um, yeah, go ahead. I don't think so. I mean, we don't have any, we don't have any real dates Plans, in right? mind at yeah. all. And, and they did. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening before next year, quite honestly. And when it does, like we've been in, in a state of like, I don't know if we're even, uh, I don't know if anyone's going to be required to go back. Like, I don't know if everyone's going to have to go back when we, when we do go back, like they've been having that sort of discussion because our agencies in uh, we got to start thinking about it. I, I think our lease expires next year and, and mm. like, but they have to like recommit if we're going to stay in the building we're in now this year, like yeah. this fall. And so they've already been like, I know our, our, our management team has been trying to tour some other places that are like smaller. Um, Cause I don't know if we're ever going to go back to having everyone in the office. So yeah, there's no date in mind for us either. Yeah. This we don't have a we don't have a, a specific date where we're coming back if there if there's ever going to be one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So like for me too, like uh, we just got put back indefinitely too on work from home, like after observing how how things are getting worse. So uh, wear a mask, please. It does help. Um, please wear and, a mask. Uh, yeah, because I don't want to deal with this much longer. <laughs> but um, the that's the point. And I think that's the problem here is I I we we don't know when work from home is going to end. And I think that's part of what makes it work from hell because originally I thought it was going to be two weeks. I'm going to be honest. I didn't think this virus was going to be a big deal. I socially distanced. I stayed safe at the beginning, but I thought it would calm down. And I mean, it's over four months now. And I think at least from my team's perspective and from my agency's perspective, I would garner to say that we are more effective and productive than ever before. But that comes at a cost because even if we are more productive and more effective, it's requiring more time to do so. And that sounds like a con like a conflicting statement, but we're getting more done faster, I think, and we're being more efficient with our time. It is taking us longer to do things because of the fact that 
the deadlines have not changed and we're having to rush to make stuff. And, and it's hard, like for me, especially like being a brand person who's running a, a campaign, like I feel really guilty anytime I have to have someone finish something, you know, by end of day, because end of day no longer means like 6 PM end of day is like, Hey, just get it done by eight. I'll send it out. You know, as long as it's in the client's inbox by 10 PM, we're good. You know, like, it's like at what cost does that come because we've adapted as an industry so well but i think that speaks to the ingenuity and the ability of all the wonderful people who work in this cool industry but i don't think it speaks to the fact that this is an easy thing to do or a sustainable thing to do and it is going to be hard and i think that that's why i understand where this person's coming from you know in this medium article but uh you know, it's tough and it's a balance to strike, but I don't, I don't know that I view it as exploiting the situation. I, I honestly, like, I just appreciate seeing that it's not just me that's having to deal with it. I think we all know it's not normal, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I think we can push through it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious for you guys' thoughts, but yeah, it's, it's it, an interesting thing it brings up. Yeah. It's tough because it's like, I don't know if exploiting is the word I would have used, but it, yeah, it does normalize and that's, equally as dangerous in a lot of cases because there are some some of the points she brings up are really they're fair true like very true like it's not normal for a boss to call a last minute meeting create an insane deadline and not be available to answer questions like the part that's scary about that like at least in my experience here i've we've all experienced in working from home calling a last minute meeting creating an insane deadline but not being available to answer questions about projects is something that they could have done without the boss could have been on their side. It wouldn't have changed much about the ad. And, and that's dangerous. Like normalizing that is very dangerous. Same with um, it's normal to have meetings all day so that the only time to actually do work is at night. It is normal to have meetings all day. But dude, I was from 1 p.m. to, to 6 p.m. straight the other day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And but normalizing yeah. that the only time to actually do work is night and showing that that's OK is dangerous. So those. Yeah, like you can you can say fuck you to Apple for that, because there's parts of that that are very poignant. But then there's other parts of it. Like I said, like none of these things in there, it's, it's, it's little pieces about each one of these things that, that make them dangerous. Like yeah. I said, the first one, like it's not, it's really relatable to understand that we've all got meetings that are being called last minute and deadlines are changing and projects are changing and, and budgets are changing and everything, but it's the, it's how the team relates to each other. It's in, in this case, it's how the boss hangs up on them and doesn't give them the time of day that shouldn't be in there. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. And um, you notice too, like while they're, they're, while they're all stuck at home, the boss is like calling from a limo, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah, like that's the, that's the things that I think this article really brings up that are, that are, that are a good point. Or like the, it's only, it's normal to only get 10 minutes to eat lunch and still end up ending lunch on a call. That might be, relatable but it shouldn't be normal and depending on how you show it it comes across as 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 normalizing it and, and making it feel like it's okay to do that like yeah you're, you're making a good point saying, here you know Zach. What? i, I want to ask you a question um hmm. what what do you think would have happened if apple didn't show those things and instead it was like oh man off at five you know, I mean, one, it wouldn't show the conflict that would be helpful for the story. I think part of it is that the underdogs are entertaining because they have an insane boss that like, how are they going to meet this deadline? It's kind of the conflict that drives the plot. But two, like, I feel like I would have been frustrated because I would have felt isolated or felt as though that was disingenuine if it wasn't showing something that I know to be true right now. You know what I mean? Like if work from home looked easy with Apple, don't you think that people would have been complaining about it too? Like, 
I'm curious, like I, 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 cause I don't know, like, I think to your point, like I, I, I'm right with you. I think there are little bits that are risky and dangerous, but then I'm like, I don't know like what the alternative could have been. Cause I think people would have been equally mad if Apple's trying to paint work from home as this rosy picture. I think it's just how you frame, like why, why couldn't the client have been the bad guy instead of the boss? Why couldn't the boss have been on their team? Like that would solve that problem. Why, when they're eating lunch, couldn't someone step off the call because they want to eat lunch for 30 minutes and we watch the rest of the team struggle without them, but they're willing to struggle without them and they gave the other person time to eat lunch and they pop back on in an hour. Mm -hmm. It's forcing you to see you only get 10 minutes to eat lunch and you have to only take those 10 minutes and get back into it without anyone acknowledging that you can take a break. It's forcing to see your boss not look out for your team. It's those things that it wouldn't change the spot at all if you saw the boss in with them and it's the we just got a call from the client and the client's the client's the bad guy that doesn't change any of the tension in the ad if the person pops off we we lost jim for the next hour cuz he's got to take his kid to daycare or probably not daycare in this time but whatever his kid his kid isn't feeling well he's going to the doctor we don't have jim how are we going to do it with four people but the four people that are there are willing to do it and the person that wasn't willing to do it was able to not Whereas this, it doesn't acknowledge that just, this just shows that everyone has to be there all the time, regardless of what's happening. That's That's what's dangerous about it. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I want to ask the question to both of you. Now that we've talked about this, does it change how you feel about the spot from when we first talked about it? Or do you still like the spot at the same level? think it's the same level of craft and quality, but it just has those, this kind of, you know, those addendums to it, those clarifying notes. For me, it didn't change anything, uh, but uh, agreed. Yeah, it, I didn't. I didn't take. I didn't get what what she got from it when I first watched it either. Like I, that hasn't been my experience per se, and I didn't. I didn't take that as something that I I have to be doing. Like I didn't get that. But if some people did, I can see why she would say, um, what she did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's Apple's, it. Just adds uh, that level of nuance to it. What were you saying, Cole? I was going to say Apple's uh, chaining us to our corporate overlords. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I, I, I think, I think it, it, when it does, it does give you something to think about. And I think that you're right, Zach, and the point that normalizing all of these things, like, and honestly, to your point, it's like those small changes to make it a more supportive and like collaborative environment would have been kind of nice, I think. Um, But at the same time, I almost feel like it's um, it's half of it's a question of like, okay, well, maybe they just made it this way to make the ad more like funny and dramatic. Mm-hmm. But I but it's it's kind of hard to say, you know, where where that stops and begins, you know. Yeah, I think, at the I same think time, it just you still has to tell a story to the, of people working from home. <laughs> yeah, right. It just speaks to the the trickiness of right now being an office worker, like especially in the creative industry. Because, you know, I think about like, I mean, like a lot of my friends, my my dad, like everyone's in the same situation and it's, it's just kind of wild. Like it's incredibly impressive that we've gotten to this point where we can do it, but it's, you know, it's not sustainable long-term. And I think the hope is that I think everyone wants to have some flexibility to continue to work remote, but it's, um, you know, it's, it, it just, it can't be done in the same way, you know? So it'll be interesting to see. But I still think it's a great ad. It just it gave an extra level of nuance, which I think is what's great about 
the internet. So many people can have so many different opinions and it helps you expand your own. Um, it's important. I think that's that all we, we have do, for this. We do consider it too, you know? Yeah. Either I mean, way. So, exactly. This messaging. Because yeah. our world is changing in some pretty drastic ways and it's up to us to figure out how we want that to look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think that's, that's all we got for this episode, though. Um, I uh, hope you enjoyed. Um, I'm going to follow up again and just say, follow us on YouTube, please. Subscribe to us on YouTube, rather. Uh, we will be posting the same content here as well as looking at posting additional content there. And eventually you'll see our faces, which if, uh, if you're like us, you're not driving and listening to podcasts right now, you can still put it up on YouTube while you're working on your other screen. And uh, we'll be with you throughout the day. So we'll get through work from home together. Um, we also have a link in the description of episodes now where you can support us, similar to a Patreon. You can pledge a monthly payment from a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, uh, whatever you feel like. Uh, if you are so interested and inclined, uh, it just helps us keep keep going and keep pushing this thing forward, getting the stuff to get like a webcam so we can have a better face cam audio for or visual for you, stuff like that. Um, and that's all we got. So we'll be back here again in about two weeks or so with another deep dive and or bite-sized take, depending on the content. And I look forward to seeing you then. Thanks again for listening. Peace. Have an fantastic week, ladies and gentlemen. Peace.